Everybody. Welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host and partner in all things crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? It's going good. It is snowing heavily right now. So that's it's supposed to snow every day for a week. I know. So hmm. uh, we've, had, we've had a real lucky winter so far, and I think mm -hmm. the luck has run out. <laughs> Coming to a close. Uh, we were at Walmart today and Mars bought a squeaking chicken like a rubber chicken <laughs> for the dogs oh no and it is concerning i have headed into the living room several times now to see who was hurt because i'm hearing <laughs> a god-awful noise in there and thinking that one of my little dogs is getting smashed by a big one or under a pig or some crazy <laughs> thing and no it's just that damn toy i don't know if my nerves can take it i'm not sure <laughs> donkey on tiktok loves have you seen that donkey similar this one doesn't uh ball for nearly as long thank god oh, thank there's god. no way there's no way I, my, I would i don't even know it would be a hospitalization over here <laughs> <laughs> that donkey is the my most favorite thing ever but i don't uh -huh. know if i'd want that in my house <laughs> mm -mm. this one is smaller and doesn't like you know squall for as long but it's a similar sound yeah yikes oh. yeah that that is quite a sound not sure what to say about that, except for that the dogs love it. But they're, what my our dogs do, especially Nellie, our Basset puppy, she hauls her toys outside and hides them. And then later on goes out and finds them and brings them back in. So mm -hmm. she has a bunch of toys we bought at Costco that are hard to chew up because these guys are just toy assassins, you know. And yeah. so she can't chew them up. But two of them are these big fish. And they're like, I was going to say breaded. They're not breaded. <laughs> they are... <laughs> <laughs> they're fabric covered you know but they're mm -hmm. they're like thick heavy rubber inside they do squeak too and she just wanders around the house <laughs> but anyway so she'll come in with these fish that have been outside for who knows how long and they're frozen solid and start throwing them around the living room and uh, it's a scene but anyway the chicken i just don't know we'll see that's pretty great that is pretty great. Well, one She's of my had shoes, it outside a few times, so hopefully I'll bet one, one of my moment. shoes fell victim to that on New Year's Eve. I went to go home and one of my shoes was missing. And then, <laughs> and everyone from the Weaver household went, "Oh no, Nelly." And they and went Mars and they went. looked in it. Yeah. It fell outside. Yep, yeah. Mars went out back and indeed it was outside. Yep. It was outside and wet and frozen solid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But it's, it's not like now. a big breaded fish. Yeah. Yes. A big breaded fish. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Good Lord. Oh, my goodness. Well, Otherwise, that just fine. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I am as well just fine. Really enjoying getting back to, like, daily crafting and working mm -hmm. on audio projects and video projects and stuff. Like, glad to be back to my normal routine rather than just partying all the time. I get tired, man. My body's yeah. like, we got to be done with the partying for a while. You can't have any more mm -hmm. wine for like a month. Okay. Oh. 
<laughs> I'm drinking lemonade. Look at you. Oh, near. <laughs> well, this is a uh, this is a Mormon misdeeds episode, so it does make sense that you showed up with wine because we generally need them for these episodes. <laughs> this is that Stella Rosa you bought me for Christmas. Oh, and yes. The sampler pack. This is the Stella Rosa Black. My God. Mm. This is the best red wine I've ever had. Now, bear in mind, you... I cannot do dry red wine. I can't. It will. If you like it a sweet Italian wine, Stella mm -hmm. Rosa is the bomb.com. Mm -hmm. And the Stella Rosa uh, Black, damn. Ooh, yeah, that is a lovely, lovely mm -hmm. red wine. Yes, yeah, it, it is. is. Well, with that, Katie, I'm going to send the uh, mic right on over to you to talk about Dr. John Forsyth. Yeah, so this is... This is a case uh, that happened in May, and we hadn't covered it yet. Uh, you know, it's it's occurring in our Mormon misdeed section. Uh, it's not necessarily a Mormon misdeed, except for that Dr. John was Mormon. And mm -hmm. his death is incredibly strange and mysterious. Yes. So, and I want to tell you about it. I will say that uh, uh, reportedly his ex-wife and seven children, uh, at least some mm -hmm. of them, live here in Idaho. Uh, they had divorced, uh, just had literally signed divorce papers just a few days before he disappeared. Now he went missing in Missouri where he was a doctor. So I'm going to see if I can't just uh, lay out the timeline to you uh, to the best of my ability. I will say there is a copious amount of uh, rumor and questions around Dr. John's death, and, and you'll see why. So I will do my level best to keep it as factual as possible and try not to get too far off the rails into uh, the mystery, but I might a little bit because it is wild. There's a lot to say and a lot to think about. So this is John. Mm -hmm. uh, again, he while well, he was the father of eight, maybe nine, he... Mm. I believe that what I'm understanding is that he had seven with his first wife. Uh, they were married in, I believe in Nevada. Let's see. I had that pulled up. Yeah. They were married in 1995 in Nevada and divorced in 2019. And then they remarried the next year and then got divorced again in April, 2022. Oh, Okay. Uh, on May 10th, a judge had ordered him to pay her $4,000 in child support a month, plus another $15,000 a month in alimony. So wow. Okay. 19K a month. Mm -hmm. So Dr. John was a ER doctor that worked around 80 hours a week, according to his family. He even had an RV parked in the parking lot of the hospital because he didn't go home much. He was there all the time. Wow. He also was the co-owner of a cryptocurrency business that he'd started with his brother uh, that had been mentioned on the Forbes uh, cryptocurrency millionaires list a year or so before. So uh, they seem to have been doing quite well. Mm -hmm. So there's some questions about the uh, cryptocurrency business, if it was actually as uh, liquid as it seemed. There's some questions there, but we don't mm -hmm. really know, you know, but that's sure. That's the case. So Dr. John went missing. So remember that the divorce decree was was signed on the 10th of May of 2023. And mm -hmm. he disappeared on the 21st around 7 a.m. Wow. Wow. So let's start there. So. 
Oh, I'll pull the banner down so you can yeah, see that contact you. info. Yeah. So he didn't show up for work, which was really weird. So on the 20th, he finished work around 7 and a.m. And last he was seen was walking towards his RV, was intending to return to his next shift at 7 p.m. But 7 p.m. came and went, and he did not show up for work, which was really, really strange. According to people who work with him and family members, he was extremely meticulous. He was never late. He was always there. Co-workers said he was always at work. There was never a call out. There was never a time that he was, you know, too sick, too bothered, too anything. He was always there. Mm -hmm. And yet he which was very odd. And so they had contacted you know, his family and, you know, people were starting to worry and starting to look. And by Monday morning, the Cassville police, this is Cassville, Missouri, uh, were on the case. And as they were looking at his missing persons case, they remembered something. On the morning before, Sunday morning, a mile away from the hospital, there's an aquatic center called the Cassville Aquatic Center. And there had been some kind of a search going on there for a missing child, totally unrelated to this case. Mm -hmm. And they had taken record of all of the cars in the parking lot at that time. And there was a black infinity in the parking lot. Well, guess what was missing from with doc, Dr. John? A black infinity. A black infinity. Oh, okay. So they headed back over to the aquatic center's parking lot and checked it out. And the infinity was indeed Dr. John's. It was very much uh, abandoned with all of his stuff in it. The keys were inside, his passport, wallet, a cracked cell phone, and his laptop. Wow. Later they searched the... S or the uh, RV and found three more phones. What hmm. is it with these Mormon men and all these burner phones? I don't know, but we've sure seen a lot of that. Yeah, and haven't we though? That has just become mm -hmm. kind of a thing you can count on. There was nothing around the car that would indicate foul play. There was no sign of a fight. There was no bodily fluids. There was nothing. They brought dogs in. But the only spot a dog indicated at all was right next to his car, and that was it. So there was surveillance video, but unfortunately, it was very, very poor. They did see a black car coming into the parking lot at 7, 12 a.m., which would definitely match up to when he left the hospital. But they don't know for sure. They think it was his car. It was followed by a white SUV. They're saying the video was so bad, they don't absolutely know that was John's car, but they think it was. Okay. And that is all they knew. Wow. Yeah. So. Oh, bless you. So <laughs> a search ensues and they start talking about him and, and friends and family start coming out of the woodwork talking about John searching for John. And one of his friends comes forward and said, well, something that you should know that you probably don't know. And as it turned out, none of his family knew. He had been abducted a year before by some men who had what? kidnapped him, zip tied him, uh, and driven him in their car to a bridge and marched him out onto the bridge and made a bunch of threats. 
nobody's entirely sure what the threats were about, but they think it had to do with the crypto business. The crypto business seems to be a bit cryptic. Cryptic crypto makes sense. Got it. Okay. And he he did not tell anyone about that? No. Uh, Well, one of his friends knew. Apparently some people knew, but yeah, his family had no idea. This was a complete shock to them. Oh my gosh. He, the friends say that he did not tell the police because he thought he was still in danger and that he would not be safe to report it to the police. Yeah. That's, it's all sus. It's weird. That's super sus. I mean, why? Mm-hmm. That is the first people I would report to if someone abducted me and then let me go. Like, right. Wow. The other thing his family learned that was a complete shock was that he had a fiance that was eight months pregnant. Oh, boy. Okay. A colleague from the hospital. It sounds like a nurse practitioner from the hospital. Uh, his brother even later said in an interview that he and the fiance were getting ready to open some kind of a health uh, clinic in another town. Really? Mm-hmm. But this was had been a big secret, too. Mm-hmm. His sister said... And he is beloved by his family. Don't get me wrong. Beloved uh, in every way. But his sister said he had buckets and he would kind of put everything in the bucket about his life that he wanted you to know. And Mm -hmm. that was all. So it sounds like he was pretty Mm -hmm. secretive even with his family. Nobody necessarily really knew John Forsyth. Mm -hmm. So as we know, uh, there had just been a divorce finalized and... He and his wife had been ordered to, ex-wife, had been ordered to divide the Bitcoin holdings. And so the Bitcoin holdings were valued at over $800,000. And then, of course, the child support and alimony was $19,000 a month. Mm -hmm. His sister said uh, that he was a, a good dad and that he was determined to pay his obligations, that he feels like that's you know, absolutely his responsibility to do. Mm-hmm. Take care of his children. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the engagement to the colleague happened three days before he disappeared. Oh, wow. This was all happening, like, at the same time. Yeah. Yep. Now, apparently there's another child. There's... So he had seven with the first wife. Apparently there's an eighth child that's kind of up for debate. The family says that there's a possibility he does have another child. uh, But the relationship between their family and the mother of that child has been rough. And they have asked her for a DNA test because they think that that is John's child. And then, of course, uh, the ninth child has, of course, now been born uh, sometime in June, I would imagine. So, yeah, nine kids out there. Mm -hmm. So there's a joint search for John from friends and family and law enforcement and social media everywhere. And people are very scared. I remember first hearing about this case from my sister's mother-in-law, who apparently knows John or knew John. And right, in a family yes. gathering said, John's, John Forsyth is missing. Nobody knows where he is. And I was like, I don't know who that is, but, uh, but she did. And anyway, mm-hmm. it was, I mean, it was considerable uh, coverage that his case got. And people were really, really frightened about it. Well, on May 30th, nine days after he went missing, 
there were some men kayaking in Beaver Lake in Arkansas. And they saw what they thought was a dead animal floating in the water. And when they got close to it, they realized it was a human person. Okay. And it was Dr. John. And he was apparently shot. Gunshot wound to the head. And he was in Arkansas? Mm-hmm. Uh, not far from Missouri, apparently. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. My geography, once you get out of the West, is not great. So, mm-hmm. so the family, you know, I mean, they're it's they're treating it as a homicide. There's lots and lots of rumors. They're learning things about John they had no idea about. Like everything is very hard. His uh, one of his yeah. sons, uh, at least at the time, lived here in Rexburg. He was at BYU Idaho. Uh, I don't know about the rest of his family, and I'm not trying to out them, of course. But uh, so we had family everywhere, and like it was a terrible thing. They had a private family funeral, and they had a closed casket. And after the funeral, after the burial, they started talking about his death and about what happened, and realized that nobody in their family identified the body. So what? They went back to the police and said. None of us identified the body and the uh, officer, uh, one of the officers that had investigated the case said, I did. And they were like, but why didn't we? And he's like, cause I did. But why would he have been able to? Yeah. Yeah. And they're pretty off put and unsettled by that. And That's weird. They, I mean, that yeah. would have meant, meant that that officer would have had to have had some kind of relationship with him. Yeah to know who he was wouldn't it i mean right yeah so the family's just they're they're confused and they're worried and they are worried and you know like his mother had said in an interview it you have to keep your uh imagination on a short leash leash because right knowing that his life was so mysterious obviously and that uh no one identified the body besides law enforcement his brother said did we bury a casket full of rocks like right was John like that, would, there? that would be a huge question like mm-hmm. are you even are we even sure that is who we buried it's weird that is so strange i'll say also and obviously john wasn't really living a traditional mormon lifestyle clearly uh, right. but in the mormon faith people have a lot to do with the body Mm-hmm. It's very uh, traditional for family members to help dress the body, to have something to do with them being, you know, take cared for, and then to dress them in temple clothes if they were, a, you know, an endowed active member of the church. Obviously, none of those things happened, which again, no judgment here, but uh, that none of those things were in play, obviously, because literally nobody in the family saw the body at all. That after is that. so strange that strikes me as very weird maybe they just were trying to save the family from having to see what state he was in but does they wonder dna to make sure like i so that's so confusing to me and it's true after being in the water for nine days it was probably a very grisly scene you know well yeah very but however the law enforcement officer said they identified him so how i mean Mm -hmm how did they identify him any better it's just weird i i'm gonna i'll go there it's weird 
so since then, the his mom says that basically uh, the police have quit talking to them. They aren't getting any answers at all. Uh, I'm referencing an article from uh, Ozarks. It, it's ky3.com. And hmm. they, uh, this article was in mid-December, and they're still saying there is just nothing. There is no information, nothing new, nothing. Now, how there's... can no one know anything? I mean, they did uh, question the family members. The brother that he uh, owns the business with, the cryptocurrency business with, he was questioned, took a polygraph test. He says he failed the polygraph test uh, and they took a gun from him, his home. But that's all we know about that, too. Whoa. He's but he's also one. admitting that publicly? like Yeah, he's done some podcasts and some news uh, interviews and stuff. And he's the one that said it. I don't know what that means, you know, and polygraphs aren't admissible in court anyway. But right. So it leaves a lot of questions, a lot of speculation. Was this completely random? Did it have to do with the crypto business? Did it have to do with any something else? There was some speculation that there may have been some uh, drug activity. Uh, we don't know that for sure, but there had been some talk along those lines. Uh, there, the people that he worked with have... Uh, Many of them have said that he was quite the womanizer and that that uh, RV he had kept in the parking lot of the hospital, kept he kept it pretty hopping. Okay. Well, that kind of makes sense with the, mm -hmm. you know, children with multiple women and yeah. the marriage and divorce and then marriage and divorce. Yeah, but I can see still, that. So was it related to that? Was this, a, you know, the, the husband of a lover or... They did not feel like it was suicide. That was one thing that, uh, you know, had been bandied around a little bit, but nobody felt like mm -hmm. that. The police did not feel like that was the case. They are treating it as a homicide. But there is just nothing. Wow. I mean, obviously, really someone knows something. Well, yeah. 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 Definitely. My God. How sad for such a large family. I mean, that's a lot of people to be impacted. All those children impacted by this. Right, that's eight, maybe nine kids yeah. without a dad. Yeah. Yeah. There really was an interview sad. in the Independent uh, with the ex-wife through her attorney. She did not want to be named, uh, but she did say that she is absolutely devastated. That she would have never seen anything like this coming, and was just absolutely blown away that any of this had happened. Sure. Uh, and were also his patients. A lot of his patients have uh, spoken about him online and talked about what a great doctor he was and how knowledgeable he was and persistent he was and that he would, you know, really order the tests nobody else would to get to the bottom of things. And mm -hmm. obviously he was at the hospital more than he was ever anywhere else. So, you know, people saw a lot of him. He treated a lot of patients. So it's a huge loss to their community, to the hospital there. And it's just such a confusing one. So we're going to wow. keep a close eye on it. I hope that we'll see some arrests coming at some point, that they have something going. Uh, 
The police right. are saying this is by far not a cold case. We are all over this. Don't worry about it. Like these things take time, but we aren't, you know, we are not done here. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it doesn't seem like the police have just abandoned this case. But I will say that one of the investigators said that this is a detective Privet said, uh, 17 years in this field. And this is one of the strangest cases that I've witnessed and personally been involved in. Mm -hmm. That seems to be the case for a lot of people that knew Dr. John or thought they knew Dr. John. Yeah, that's it's so confusing with what did or did they not really know about this guy? All of them. It's it's something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we'll keep a close eye on it. And if anything changes with it, we will definitely uh, bring you guys uh, current with that and hope that there is an arrest. I hope for the sake of all those kids that they get yeah. to know what happened to their dad. You yeah, know? I do too. I do too. I can't imagine the That's, anguish. It's not fair. Well, and we just passed through the holidays. This would have been their first Christmas without him. And yeah, it's just not fair. Yeah. No, it isn't. Yeah. Boy, well, okay. We will definitely be keeping an eye on that. Yeah. Well, with that, I'm going to kick the mic back over to you to hear about somebody that seems to be right at the top of the FOS list these days. Oh my gosh, you guys. This is Utah Attorney General Sean Reyes. And in the media, he's referred to as General Reyes, which I have never heard our Attorney General in Idaho refer to as General. They're not military, they're attorneys, right? Mm -hmm. It's strange. But anyway, I, every, I, that must be a Utah thing. So you may or may not know. but Is it or is it a him thing? Because doesn't maybe? he start like he was a little Lord Farquaad-ish? Uh, yes, very much so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he definitely got his head turned by Tim Ballard in a big way. And mm. We talked about that quite a bit, that he and Tim Ballard were like best buds. And he was involved with the Operation Underground Railroad stuff and actually went on and up, you know, and he's done a bunch yeah. of things. OK, so he is now finding himself in some major hot water uh, in relation to his connection to Tim Ballard. Yeah. So. Several things have happened recently. We've talked about already that he has already said that he will not be seeking uh, re-election, that his term will run out um, next year at the end of 2025, and that he mm -hmm. is not going to uh, mm -hmm. seek a new term, which I think is a little at the end of 2025? So he still has yeah. two more years in office? Yeah. Yeah, Ugh. he does. Oh, okay. So... He recently found himself uh, as a focus of a lawsuit from some of the women that are suing Tim Ballard for sexual assault, along with lots of other things. They're also suing General uh, General Reyes because, <laughs> or you they were it. suing him because he, you know, it's pretty clear that he's kind of gotten involved in some investigations into Operation Underground Railroad and quashed those investigations earlier in early in 2023 yeah and so guys he met with all the victims and he told mm. them how very very sorry he is and that he just didn't know that tim was a bad guy and they mm -hmm. have dropped their lawsuit against him what yeah i think that's unfortunate because I don't, the thing is, Reyes is not like a squeaky clean guy to begin with as the Utah Attorney General. Extremely inappropriate. What the well, hell? Well, 
Right. And he's already been under investigation several times for his spending habits and the Mm -hmm. things that he has done for uh, like donors and fundraising and stuff that's been inappropriate. And he's been, you know, overstepping his boundaries already, even before all of this came out. So there have been some investigations into him. So now there's this, which I think is pretty rich that he thinks he should hang out for the rest of his term after discovering that he's best buds with, you know, Tim Ballard. Mm-hmm. But now what's going on is that and Fox News 13 in Utah, we have to really give them a lot of credit because they have been on this. Mm-hmm. They now have proof that Operation Underground Railroad donated somewhere between nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars to a million somewhere in there to the state to fund uh crime combating crime against children so a non-profit wow. think about this a non-profit right. organization gave a million dollars to a state organization that is really that's odd. weird like mm-hmm. that's not a thing that usually happens right there are 13 thank you letters from Rhea's office to OUR for donations made. So this has been going on for a while. Apparently the donations mm-hmm. stopped in 2020 because uh, there was some looking into this that uh-huh. occurred, but it is very odd. Here's the other thing that's very odd about it. That money was spread out to law enforcement agencies in the state of Utah And those agencies were told that the money came from the federal government and that it was to combat crimes against children. So they lied about where they got the money, gave it to the police. The police used it. Then Reyes reported back to OUR about actual crimes that were combated, things that were done with that money. Mm -hmm. And then Operation Underground Railroad started reporting those as part of their things, like taking credit for for this work, right? And the police, until this investigation was happening with Fox News 13, the police had no idea this was happening. Like the county sheriffs and the county attorneys and stuff, they didn't know that any of that had gone on. So OUR gives money to the state. The state gives it to sheriff's agencies, you know, police in Utah. Mm-hmm. Then, then they use it to combat child crime, crime yeah. against children. And then OUR is taking credit as if they actually are the ones that foiled those crimes. How Holy shit. Totally bonkers, not okay is that. So, you know, everyone's like, holy shit. Now, latest thing, Reyes has formed a task force. They are doing a huge investigation into Operation Underground Railroad. He has recused himself because it would not be appropriate for him to be a part of it. Now, he he already stepped in the middle of the last investigation Uh that Davis County was doing. Well, he says that his office is still the best... uh, they're the best ones to be doing this investigation into Operation Underground Railroad. And we know that there are multiple counties in uh, Utah, multiple prosecutors doing investigations into Tim Ballard and Operation Underground Railroad right now. And yet the state is saying, 
yeah, we're going to do our own too. And this isn't inappropriate at all, even though they gave us a million dollars and also, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Attorney General Reyes has been deeply involved with Tim Ballard yeah. and OUR. So it's wow. still sketchy as hell. And I'll tell you, a lot of um, like county attorneys, prosecutors, sheriffs, not cool with this. Mm-hmm not cool with this at all. They're very concerned. They're like, why can't one of the organizations at the county level that's already doing these investigations, why can't one of them do the the investigation into Operation Underground Railroad? Why does it need to be Reyes's office? Because I got to tell you, I don't believe for one second that Reyes is going to keep his hands out of that because he is still covering his own ass by doing this. Yeah. And Governor Cox has given it his stamp of approval. Now, you wow. may or may not know that Utah has a long history of being what you call a theocracy. And that means that it's mm-hmm. run more by a religion than it is by government. Mm-hmm. And that there's a long history of interference mm-hmm. uh, related to investigations into members of the Mormon church mm-hmm. who have committed crimes specifically against children. And so now in all of this, this is what's happening. It's really, really sketchy. Wow. It is still definitely not okay. Reyes needs to resign. And this investigation should be done by Davis County or one of the other counties that's involved here. Because this still very much looks like Reyes protecting himself. Because if all of this is out now, what else do we not know? Right. What other involvement has he had? We I know. mean, they played pretty loosey-goosey with uh, the money and the rules and the paperwork because they didn't think they'd ever have any scrutiny. Right. But I'm sure there's plenty more to uncover. But yeah, huge props to the agencies that well, are working so hard to do it. Absolutely. And to the victims that are pushing hard for this and not allowing this to just get shoved under the rug like it usually does in Utah. Yep. Uh, but I, I'm I'm saddened that the uh, lawsuit against Reyes has been dropped on the part of the victims. They say they're they're comfortable with the apology. I'm not comfortable with the apology. What the hell, man? Why was he talking to them at all? Right. Why was he talking to them at all? And what was really said to them and what is really going on here? Because mm-hmm. still... How is this going to benefit Tim Ballard? How is this going to protect Reyes? And we don't want any of those things happening. All of the truth of this whole situation needs to be revealed, 100% yeah. of it, you know? And and just when we think we know it all, more stuff comes out, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I was just blown away by the fact that the governor has given a stamp of approval to this. Mm-hmm investigation and that they're saying that there's no conflict of interest because Reyes won't be involved except yeah he will he's these people's boss how right. is he not going to be involved oh no they're really going to do an investigation in which he doesn't know anything about what's going on yeah my ass I can't imagine that's true wow so Utah playing fast and rule loose with all the rules as usual mm-hmm. and protecting predatory men mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to over and over and over again Mm -hmm. so we'll be keeping our eyes on this uh who knows you know reyes i don't know 
he obviously knows his goose is cooked, he's considering that he has already said he's not going to run. I mean, I know well, there's people calling for his resignation. I, I've been seeing it on oh, Twitter. Yeah. Right and left. Yeah. Because, see, before all of this broke, before Vice broke this huge story wide open, mm -hmm. the plan was, well, originally, Reyes was considering running for Rit Mitt Romney's Senate seat. And then he and Tim Ballard cooked up this plan that he was just going to run for attorney general again. And Tim Ballard was going to run for Mitt Romney's Senate seat. Yeah. And now all of this has blown up and someone mm -hmm. else is running for Mitt Rom Romney's Senate seat. But they mm -hmm. were not only were they getting away with some serious bullshit, but they were, you know, going to get away with a bunch more. Yeah. 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 And to build, you know, a, an even deeper web of um, involvement in, uh, in um, government. Yeah. Which I'm very glad that all of this is blown open, but mm -hmm. my gosh, it's like this well never runs dry. No. There's just more and more and more coming out. So we're going to keep a very close eye on this. Um, I'm very pleased with, with Fox News thir 13 uh, in Utah because they are like rabid dogs on this. Mm -hmm. Salt Lake Tribune is on it some too. Um, mm -hmm. I would say a little less rapidly um I, i've watched some videos from fox uh 13 that they're like we will we will re research this and investigate this until we know everything and we're going to tell the public everything everything yeah they're determined. which you know if you know anything about the mormon church you know that keeping secrets is pretty much the basis of the whole damn religion and it's become the basis of government in Utah. And we're seeing this finally get blown open. Yep. So yeah, I, I'm loving it. I'm loving to see it. I'm loving to see that, that there are plenty of news outlets and, and police and prosecutors that are like, we're not fucking around anymore with mm -hmm. any of this shit. Yeah. We're not doing this anymore. So it's good news. We will keep an eye on it. You know, we're, we're always here to to keep an eye and report because we want the truth of these situations to be out there in the world mm -hmm. as much as humanly possible. We Absolutely. are so done with mm -hmm. the secrets being kept and the culture of secrets in Mormonism that ultimately yep. result in the harming of children mm -hmm. and women done and women mm -hmm. done with all of it. So. Yep. I'm sure we'll be back with more stories about Sean Reyes and Tim Ballard because, man, that story just never ends. Nope. That is a bottomless well. And frankly, I really hope that they can find out what happened to Dr. John Forsyth because Me too. That's some scary shit right there. His family definitely deserves some closure and some answers. Yeah, they really do. They really do. Well, that's it for us. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment. Leave us a review on uh, iTunes and anywhere else that you can. It helps us to grow. Please share our content. That's also much appreciated. We will continue with all of our true crime coverage as well as Mormon-specific stuff because we are mm -hmm. in a unique situation to be able to do that. And you know it. We are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care. <laughs> Thank <music> you.